Welcome to another episode of Three Men in a War Game. I'm Paul, and I can proudly say that I knew about Doctor Strange prior to 2014. Jesus Christ. Ooh, damn, burn. Uh, I'm Kevin, and I can say that Scalped is my favorite comic book of all time. And this is Potter, and I still hate Captain America. <laughs> this is Bob, and my first role-playing game was the original Marvel superheroes. Sweet. Oh, I, thought, I, I thought for sure, Bob, you were going to come at me for my Captain America. That's, I said it for you, sir. You know, I, I, think, he, I think he kind of did, though, because he showed that he had better roots than somebody who didn't Solid know about Doctor Strange prior to 2014. Because I read DC and not Marvel, so shut up. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I, I figured at some point or another... Having this kind of conversation with Potter is kind of like having a battle of the wits with an unarmed person. It, it <laughs> is. It is. I like it. I like this guy. I knew we'd have him back on for a reason. Dear listener, we have Bob back with us. You may remember him from just a few episodes ago talking about infinity and community building. So he's back and um, we're going to talk kind of a follow-up to the episode that he was on with us last time mm-hmm. which is super exciting yeah glad to have you around basically what we wanted to do was last time we had we were we were with bob we were talking about getting ready to open back up um and and to get ready to go back to game stores and how to do that so really tonight is to kind of talk about how that's going for all of us because all of us have had the opportunity uh, in some fashion, to be able to go out and play some games. So let's 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 just get into it, Bob, because because you're kind of running a community, right? So you're running your Infinity community. How has that been going there? It's been going really quite well. Um, the last time we talked about it, I think, was prior to the stores really opening up their game spaces. Um, but we kind of saw that on the horizon. We saw that as something that was going to be coming up pretty soon. So we were trying to talk to them and kind of set the framework for getting back out there. Um, Since we talked, uh, that's happened. The stores have basically reopened. Um, They are following the usual kind of whatever guidelines are happening right now. You know, in my state, uh, there is no mask mandate if someone is vaccinated. So the stores are encouraging it, but not requiring it. But anyway, we were able to get back. The stores that I work out of currently have two locations, one that was the original and then the secondary location that they opened up on the other side of the water for us. And uh, we are back to starting up weekly game nights at the primary location. And we do every other week at the secondary store. And we're seeing pretty good turnout. The primary location, they've got four tables up front. And we're regularly able to occupy at least three of those, sometimes all of them. Um, So, you know, a good four to eight people coming out uh, every week. And then at the secondary store, uh, it's a little bit lighter, but we're still seeing, you know, two to six uh, every other week on a pretty regular basis. So uh, a lot of that has really started to kick off. We had our first tournament at the end of last month at the main Tower of Games location. And we actually had, I think it was 16 people total, which was a good turnout for us. I mean, most of the time for for regular weekly or for regular monthly tournaments prior to COVID, our average was somewhere closer to 8 to 10 each month. And so to get 16 for our first event back in the stores and to have six of those actually come down from Richmond, which is a solid two hour drive for those guys was pretty huge. No um, joke. Right. We've yeah, got you, Bob, you're, you're over in the, the Norfolk area, right? Yeah. We, I'm in the Hampton roads area. Hampton roads. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause I, yeah, from area. Yeah, I live in Hampton myself, so I'm on the kind of the peninsula side, which right. for anybody that's not been to this area is basically separated from the south side area, which is Norfolk, Virginia Beach, Chesapeake, by a couple of bridge tunnels, which are nice if you hit them when the traffic is light and hell on earth if you hit them when the traffic is heavy. <laughs> so having a, yep. we have a store on each side, so that's that's helpful in a lot of ways. 
for that. So very cool. We had yeah. So yeah, we had the first tournament last month had the sixteen people. We have our next tournament coming up at the end of this month, so the end of August. Um, and right now, I've got fifteen people signed up for it, with the usual uh, cancellations or no shows. I expect to pretty comfortably be able to have about a dozen at this event. So very happy with the turnout so far. That's awesome. How much? So, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Kev. No, no, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, uh, what's your process like um, on social media and promotional wise? Like, what is your approach? Do you go just through social media? Do you have other like independent, like store independent Facebook groups? Do you promote through the Facebook pages? Like what, what is your strategy for, you know, capturing your player base and getting people involved? Primarily, um, my community tends to be based around Facebook. Um, I know that you guys, the North Carolina guys, tend to uh, use Discord more. And it seems like a lot of communities either go one direction or the other. Um, And mine is in Facebook. Um, I've got signs posted up at the store with kind of like, you know, that little QR code for people to be able to scan and it'll take them straight to the Facebook page and get them to join. Um, And I set all of the events up through that Facebook and I push those out to the local communities. So I hit the, um, the various little Facebook groups that are, uh, linked to this area as well as hitting the guys up in Richmond and so forth. Once I've got the event out there and I'm kind of trying to drive people towards it as basically when I'm three or four weeks out, I start to do kind of a regular, you know, once a week or a couple of times a week post just within the event, trying to raise the visibility of the tournament coming up and trying to get people interested. I'll do each week before the event happens. I do a post about the, one of the scenarios that we're playing talking about, you know, the basics of it, some of my perception of strategies and things that you can do to be successful in it. I'll do posts about, uh, the, uh, the terrain that we need for the tables to try and get people involved in that, you know, try and get as many people bring in their own terrain as possible. Um, Anything that I can think of to just try and draw attention to it more than anything else. That's good. That, I mean, that's, that's pretty successful. So my, my question for you though, Bob is, you know, you had really good turnout at your first event that was higher than normal. Uh, Do you think that that is going to be the regular or do you, do you think there's going to be some attrition because that was your first one out and everybody was excited? I think it will normalize a little bit. Um, I don't expect the Richmond guys to come. I don't expect half a dozen of them to come down for every event. Although for the one that we're doing this month, which is the, the peninsula location is actually closer to Richmond and it means they don't have to deal with going through the tunnel. Um, okay. I still have three of those Richmond guys coming back again for this event. Oh, that's wow. fantastic. So I think it will normalize a little bit. I don't think we'll see 16 at every single monthly event. I'm hoping that it'll normalize somewhere back in that range of kind of, you know, 10 to 12 um, on a regular basis. What I noticed is, and I think a lot of the communities have been seeing this, not just mine, but... Uh, I think a lot of people were really very hungry to be able to get back out and do some face-to-face war oh, yeah. again. Oh yeah, I, I agree with that. I, the 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 night, so I went. I've only gone out to one of the welcome back nights in our area, um, and I went to the A Song of Ice and Fire uh, welcome back night, and there were that place was packed. Shoulder. I mean, it was almost shoulder. It was. It was a little uncomfortable going in there after after a year and a half of of, of doing this and going into a store with that many people. There, there was some anxiety, and, and but again, I think it was just a lot of people were excited to get out. You know, you know, get into a store, see friends, play. So, like, I, I don't doubt that. You know that that's that was a draw, a big draw for you guys there too. What did you see in terms of the player base that was coming out? Now, was it? mostly people who were playing before COVID or were you seeing a kind of 
missing some of the old faces, but seeing a lot of new faces to replace them. Um, for so I can only speak for the the song group because there were a couple other groups playing different games there that night as well too. Um, for the song group, there was there was one new face that I hadn't recognized. Um, but and I but luckily I had actually gotten to know him over our Discord because he had been on our our Discord for a while. I had never interacted with him in in, in person, but so that was that was kind of like. I expected to see him there, but it was my first time actually seeing him. Other than that, it was mostly just kind of the the normal regulars that we were seeing, you know, prior to to COVID. Yeah, what my experience has been, it's been kind of split. I've seen um, a fair number of lapsed people. You know, people. You know, some people aren't in the area anymore, or aren't playing anything at all anymore. In some cases, but what's really been impressive is kind of this influx of of new faces into the group, which has been really very, very pleasant to see because it's always easier to kind of rally and motivate people who are new to the game and excited about playing the game in addition to being excited about being able to get out and play it with people in a game store. Yeah, now, Paul, um, correct me if I'm wrong, when we were out last night with Infinity, there were a couple of new faces there, were there not? Because there were some people Uh, there that I thought I didn't recognize. Yeah, there were there were a couple of people that were, uh, you know, part of the the burgeoning community that got swatted by COVID, right? Because it it was a, it it was new and small, right? So um, last night, one, two, at least half of the players were people who uh, were playing just before everything got shut down and the other half of the players were people that were new. Yeah. Cause I was like, I know at least two people were unfamiliar to me when I, you know, that yep. I noticed at least two. Yep. Um, yeah. So yeah. And one of them, I guess has been around for a while and has been a long time infinity player, like was part of the community um, that collapsed like five years ago. Uh, so he's like just, found out that infinity was back and he's joining in um and then one of the guys is brand new and then the other guy um plays infinity but he's kind of like us where he's a game hopper and uh you know he was just glad to be out with a chance to play infinity right so yeah so i mean it was it was it was pretty nice uh but one thing i wanted to go back to real quick with what you were saying chris about how your first night out was super packed and part of that's on the store and i i do recognize that i do know that there was a miss up with the store when they organized things because they weren't expecting they weren't expecting so many people to come out for i think it was battle tech i think right. they, i think yeah, they, was- they scheduled battle tech and it was like there were so many people playing that game. Like, well, yeah, and and that's just it, right? Like they they were like, hey, let's schedule all the small games that are going to have like two tables each, and we'll just put them all in the same night. But yeah, they didn't factor they, into the fact that nobody's been playing. Everybody's going to want to play, right? And and people came out in droves, right? And as I've been learning, because uh, I watch a lot of YouTube in the background while I work now, since I'm back to working from home. And as I've learned is there's been a fairly significant exodus of 40 K players to Battletech. Yeah. I've seen kind of the same thing here. I've seen a little bit of a, I've seen a bit of a resurgence for Battletech locally. Um, I wasn't sure where they were coming from, but then I had also started to hear that there was some, grumblings about some things that GW had been doing recently that had led people to look for other systems. And actually we were seeing some of them coming over to infinity as well. And that's exactly what I was going to say. The two games that, and and this is how my YouTube channel got me there was because I was watching infinity videos and a lot of people who were like, all right, we're kind of annoyed at GW. If we want to have an impact on and tell GW that we are unhappy the best thing to do is to not just bitch about gw but talk about other games and everybody's trying to figure out what games to talk about infinity's coming up so the videos are coming up for me so i'm watching them because i want to see what they say and then i also realize the other common one is battle tech 
Um, I did like, not realize there's apparently that. even jokes that like the the Reddit for for 40k is now actually just a battle t- check uh, thread. Um, wild. Yeah, so that's why that's why I think BattleTech was was so big because I don't think people really realize that a larger community of of GW people are jumping over to that because before COVID, if anybody was playing BattleTech, it was like two people and they were like, you know, the weird people in the corner. Right, right. And I, I mean that lovingly, but yeah, 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 it's not. It wasn't like the mainstream game. Definitely not. Yeah, yeah, it was like, oh, look at those guys playing that really crazy, hard-to-play game with the fucking cool models. But but they're doing calculus to play. Right, yeah. And I, I thought it was a little strange, too, like, because not only was it... It was a Song of Ice and Fire in Battletech, it was also Infinity. Um, mm-hmm. And it was Malifaux. Which, right. like, why the store thought that Malifaux would not be popping when North Carolina has one of the, the specifically the Raleigh, Durham, North Carolina area, has one of the strongest Malifaux groups in the country. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, for sure. No, that Malifaux deserved decision. its own night. <laughs> yeah, and what's, and what's interesting is that, like, the way the store used that night was basically as an audition. Yeah, I mean, it was. I was. I mean, it was table after table after table. And the thing is, is what from what I heard, it got because I only stopped in to say hello to people because I wasn't going to play because I knew it was going to be packed. And I was like, I'm just not going to be mentally capable of handling this right now. And walked in, said hello to the couple people I saw, and I mean, they were pulling out tables. And I heard that it just got even more crowded after I left. And it was for me, it was already too crowded. And 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 I'm talking crowded in a non-pandemic because I don't like crowds. I don't have agoraphobia yeah. or anything, but I just don't like crowds. And it was already to my uncomfortable level for like well, it- let's let's remove the pandemic outside out of it. It was like it was already that packed. Well, and, and, and part of that is because the community leaders of that store were told that nights and like game nights and, and the limited space was going to be decided who had what times, what days, how frequent based on their turnouts that first week. So oh, especially in the smaller games like probably Battletech and Infinity and Malifaux, the thought process was if we don't have a good turnout, we're not going to get dedicated store time so yeah, I, don't, I, think I don't think he, that was a good way to handle it but i mean no it wasn't but it was it was very clear to the community leaders that i spoke with right. that that was the case was it was essentially an audition to see what what kind of turnout they were going to have and if you had a good turnout you were likely to get more store time so, like practically just dumping a bunch of weapons in the middle of the floor and letting everybody fight it out. Yeah, who's yeah, left. exactly. It's that scene in Dark Knight where they just broke the pool cue and they're like, "We're having auditions. There's one spot. Good luck." Right. You know, so I think I mean it was kind of shitty to to do that, right? And and when you look at it, the the people that didn't have as good of a turnout got you know like one Sunday a month. The ones that had a better turnout got every other Wednesday, essentially. But on the other hand, the people that got like the every other week were also product that the store already carried. Um, Which, I mean, fine. That's like, I don't blame them on that if you already have the product instead of trying to stock something new. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of weird and unfortunate, but... um, you know, it is what it is. But yeah, so I think I think so. A lot of that crowdedness was simply because of people of communities knowing that they needed to be seen. It's tough to be in a situation. I don't know if I agree with the idea of kind of creating an adversarial climate within the store for the different communities that already exists kind of on its own. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we deal with it right. sometimes at our stores where we'll go in and it's, you know, the infinity night and there's a couple of 40K or bold action guys set up on the tables that are supposed to be reserved for us. And yep. I don't want to yep. create hard feelings between the different communities. I think we've all got to be able to exist together and should want to exist together. But at the same time, yeah, I want I want those tables for my community. 
Yep. Yeah. And, that, and that's, that's something that we've dealt with in ours. Like I, I know there's been nights where we'll show up and it's, it's this game night. We're doing this, this game, this night, the tables are reserved for this. And then, you know, we look over and, you know, there's, you know, two people playing Star Wars Legion. I love Star Wars Legion. One of my favorite games. I talk about it a lot on the show. And, but I'm like, it's not their night. And we need these tables for this game because this is our night. And so, yeah, I, I get what you're saying there. And yeah, I, I'm not, I wasn't too happy with the way that they did the rollout at the, at that one game store. I don't know how all the rest of them did. Um, in our area, but yeah, it was an interesting, it was an interesting week and a half. How, how about you chops? We haven't talked about what's going on up there in Madison. Um, chops. Did we lose Sorry. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy <laughs> that we can have such different experiences. I had my mic muted cause I was just like listening and saying, uh huh a lot. And I realized I should just mute myself anyway. Um, <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> The uh, it's just nuts that we can have such different experiences because you know I, I hear about the Raleigh area and it feels like the stores in in, in our area in Madison were much more cautious. Um, as an example, at Noble Night, uh, we used to have like a big crowd of games on Wednesdays. So Wednesdays was playing Warhammer, and that was also like Weird Wednesday, and we alternated Wednesdays between Batman and Mar- Marvel Crisis Protocol. Um, and then also sometimes Bushido guys would show up on Wednesday. So it was just a ton of games, right? Um, and they ended up actually cutting it to just Warhammer and Weird um, out of an abundance of caution, right? Because they didn't want people elbow to elbow at every table. Uh, and so a lot of games got shifted around and spread around and they were much more cautious. Like uh, one thing that was done, right? Well, the reason that they brought Warhammer and Weird together is because the sizes of tables at this particular game store, there's a lot of low top tables that support um, the Weird games, right? So playing Malifo, and then the high tops, which are six by fours. So those support playing 40k on them and it was easy to separate the tables and like marvel crisis protocol which is the group that i've been running uh they put me on the same night as dungeons and dragons and the reason they did that is because the dungeons and dragons players occupy all of the low top tables but there's no one there playing warhammer on the high tops so we sort of have the run of all of the high top tables in the back and we can i mean i have enough room probably we could set up seven games if we wanted to of crisis protocol comfortably um but they've done that on every night and and it's been the same at the other game stores one of the game stores actually opened and then closed their their game room again uh because we've got you know, COVID cases rising again in Wisconsin and Dane County has an abundance of caution. Um, and then uh, uh, you had a third um, game store, same thing. They very strongly regulate what games are coming in on which nights and they do really structured, organized play with prize support. And in that, you generally have to pay to play and that also keeps the crowds lower. Um, and it's not necessarily pay to play. You trade, you trade your ability to play for store credit is just basically how it works. Yeah. So, I mean, I'll, 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 I will add a caveat to the Raleigh area. Now that the first week of welcome back is over, that's what it's like. Now, every, every game has its night uh, that it plays. Some of them like, so, uh, Marvel crisis protocol and a song advice and fire are alternate every Wednesday. Uh, like Affinity gets the last Sunday of the month. Um, I think, you know, in other games throughout the week, they alternate or they get only set nights. So only people are playing those. Now, like Friday nights is 100% magic. There's no nothing else except magic in the store. So now that they've done the welcome back, they have gone to what you're talking about, the, a set schedule of what games can be in the, played in the store those nights. Right, but see, but that that's the result of the craziness of the initial Correct. night of saying who's coming out, what do we have, and then using that to base who got what times and days and all that stuff. Yeah, it was just like a, a crazy lottery system, essentially. <laughs> yep, yep, yeah. It was, it's it's very weird. Um, yeah, and 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 it was interesting too because the store that did that here said that they were going to require masks, and I think it was about three weeks before. They were enforcing any type of masks in the store. Yeah, um, it, so that, that was, was that was a little off-putting. 
yeah, that was off-putting to me because they had been they had been very vocal or not vocal, but supportive of you know of mask mandates in in enforcing mask rules and stuff like that all throughout the pandemic of you know making sure they were one of the first stores that started doing like curbside pickup you know and they had a they had a, a what i thought was a good system for it and then you know everything all of a sudden the, the you know vaccines are out and things are opening back up and it went like wild wild west i have my theory of why it did that but that's not for here I'm just running through possible theories, and I think I, I'm, I'm wondering if I've reached the same conclusion as you. So we're going to have a side chat later on about that. <laughs> um, yeah. So the but the other thing is like we're we're lucky here um, that we also have a lot of stores, but I guess I guess it sounds like we're not the only ones. Like there's a lot of stores down by you, Bob and and Kevin. There's a lot of stuff up by you too. Yeah, we've got like six stores that are close yeah, see, enough that are see, open. And and before before I moved here, um, you know, I was living back in Jersey again. I would have to drive forty five minutes to find a store. Like there was one store yeah. I could get GW product in, like in the state. Yeah, we had. Or I've got. Yeah, I've got six stores within forty minutes of me. Yeah. Um, yeah. At least, actually. Yeah, in Woodbridge, we had our we had our we had two GWs within like 20 minutes of each other. And then we had one game store, but they ended up going under and we, we stopped playing there anyways, because they started like charging for the tables. Um, and which was like, we support you guys by buying food. We support you guys by buying product. Like all of us every time made sure that we bought product. We did all this stuff. Like we, so we were already, so it just, the guy was a lawyer, didn't do very well. He was a very good lawyer, horrible businessman. (laughs) Um, because both of his shops ended Shocking. up closing. Yeah. Shocking. So, so we had like same thing. We had to start driving like thirty minutes, forty five minutes down to Fredericksburg just to you know get a game in because that was the closest store to us. Yeah, Hampton, Hampton so, Roads is sitting on somewhere around twelve or fifteen stores in the area. Whoa. But yeah, like <sighs> we have an advantage. We got a lot of universities and a lot of military, yeah. which both yeah. have a I think a reasonably good percentage of gamers amongst them. Oh, they do. Yes, correct. It, it was crazy to me. Like, when I moved here, because when I first moved here, there was, let's see, there was Armory Theory, Hangar 18, um, and then, what, Event Horizon, and then there was one more over near uh, the the college. Um, oh, yeah, that one was terrible. <laughs> yeah, I went there once. Uh, but it was like I was like, oh my god, there's like six, five, six stores. This is great because I'm used to like not having anything but a GW. <laughs> so, so side thought on that real quick. I, I guess that means that the last eleven, fifteen years have been really good for g- board gaming and tabletop gaming. Since oh yeah, it's supporting percent. stores like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 uh-huh. yeah, yeah, definitely. So, so my point of that was that we also have like another store that's been super super cautious about getting open back up and it's kind of this store's mo in general is being overly cautious as a business um so they're not open super late they're only open till like eight o'clock but they haven't like really established like oh these are nights for x game and one of the so people are just kind of going in and playing and, and other stores have kind of moved around what's happening when um, so they're trying to kind of figure out who's already made decisions and how to reestablish their communities on who, who's nights might now be competing. And so I was looking for a game on Monday and and potentially set up another game for Wednesday. And my game for Monday night fell through. So that's not a problem. Um, but then I ended up setting up the one for Wednesday night and throughout this trickle down process on on discord we ended up with four tables happening the other night yesterday wednesday which was just amazing because it was just literally off the hook can we make it we were the only people in the store and everybody walked out of there and was like huh nobody's here wednesday we're going to keep coming on wednesdays and it's going to be ours unless they tell us we can't have it 
It's a really tough line for a lot of stores to walk as far as like when they want to open up and <clears throat> what it is that they want to do to motivate the, the communities. I mean, it's kind of like if you wait too long, then the gamers are going to go looking someplace else for right, a place to be their home. And gamers tend to be kind of rabidly loyal to a place mm-hmm. once they choose it. Yep. Right. And that's, and that's kind of what's happening is that they're taking their time. And so now one of the other stores decided they were going to start doing Star Wars games on Mondays. And that was this. And they always kind of they always had kind of worked together, you know, maybe not necessarily together, but were aware of what events were happening at what other store. Right. So Monday was their Star Wars night. The other one of the other stores, the other closer store had it on, you know, Tuesdays or Thursdays or whatever. So now they switched around their star wars night so now our thinking is well if we're there playing infinity and you know it's wednesday night used to be their board game night but if they end up with board game happening other night we're just going to keep going and and claim it for as much of ourselves as possible so plant that flag and go yeah like i told you piss Uh, on the tables man mark your territory yeah man (laughs) Um, I, and, but that's, but that's the point, right? Like get in there. And, and even if, and even if it's to the point where it's like, well, we got to give Wednesday night back to the, to the board gamers, you know, it still at least gives us the chance to say, look, we've been in here every night, every Wednesday, you know, whether you were like, they're still, they're closing at a ridiculously early time, but people are still going, you know, playing until basically getting kicked out at eight. And, product was moved off of the shelf last night you know like it was very much the infinity people came in there is less infinity stuff on the shelves at the so, end of yeah, the day like, i know multiple down. people bought stuff so yeah yep at the end of the day it's it's kind of figuring out a way to make your community stand out from the rest it, you know we talked to the other one the other episode about you know trying to make sure that you're consistently showing up for the game nights to have some sort of representation and having the table set up and hopefully painted models and everything else. You know, I try to have as much prize support as I can possibly figure out for events. Um, My wife is amazing in the way that she supports me through these hobbies that kind of take me out of the house for extended periods of time, but she's amazing and she, she will do baked goods for me to take with them so it's like literally come play this game with us because we have cookies <laughs> <laughs> which well, that's all i mean that's one way to do it right like get the attention yeah no you're just you're trying to make some sort of an impact on people and uh you know to have that kind of support coming from all different sides is is what it's all about yeah that's amazing yeah and man. i mean I'll, and, and i'll be honest with you the guy who who works the store you know he's he was saying that the employees at that store are pushing to have the store go back to somewhat closer to the regular hours of closing at 10. Like they're saying we should be open till 10 or at least nine. I'm sure they want the money in their own pocket for, for getting the work in, you know, but they also see that like people want to be in there and they're fine with that. It's tough closing a gaming store, you know, at eight o'clock because, you know, most people after they get off work, and, and drive and get there, you know, they're not starting a game until 6, 6.30. So, you know, and, and most of our games, you know, they take, you know, an hour and a half, two hours, depending, you know, what kind of game you're playing to play. You know, so now you're talking about setup time. You're talking about, you know, catching up with your friends. You know, you lose, like, because, I mean, last night, I mean, Jesse got there late. And, you know, watching you guys play, like, you were even like, dude, go, 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 so we can get this game in, you know, and, and trying to do it. Like, and I didn't blame you. Like, normally they've been like, hey, you know, you're like, normally I'd be like, hey, fuck you. But, you know, like, I right. get yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. That's like not my MO. Like, I right. don't play to rush through, but I wanted to try and get, you know, as close to done with the game because I haven't been playing in forever. And we had a very limited amount of time. So, like with the store closing that early, we can talk about how work is going afterwards and right. still be home at a decent time. So, yeah. So, I mean, it was like I was trying not to be an asshole, but I <laughs> wanted to play. But I was probably coming across as an asshole. I mean, I, if you if it wasn't Jesse, probably. 
<laughs> well, I still felt like I was coming across as an asshole to him. Um, but yeah, so I mean, so it's it's kind of that interesting interesting thing. Um, so Kevin, I, I wanted to I wanted to ask you something uh, since you're in charge of Marvel's Crisis Protocol up there. Are you planning on like anything other like anytime soon other than just the weekly game night? No, just weekly weekly game nights for now. But the thing that I'm trying to do is collect as many of the uh, Atomic Mass organized play kits as I can. Because what I'd like to do is make the weekly nights special if I can. And and coming up here next month, I've actually got the Infinity War organized organized play kit, which takes place over three separate weeks of playing. Um, so that's actually going to be pretty nice because it gives us something novel to do, uh, over an extended period of time. But like, honestly, I'm in a position now with school coming back in and with the whole Delta variant thing that I'm actually sort of bracing for my town to get maybe locked down again. Um, but we'll see, right? So I'm staying cautiously optimistic. But in terms of crisis protocol, I mean, the things that I do, you know, to put in the work is just post in multiple places, right? Get on store specific Facebook pages, get on my crisis protocol one on the discord, making cool images, right? Like I made a bunch of like sort of posters uh, about the event with the dates of the event and sort of like splashy hype text for them. Um, just to try and get as many people as I can to show up to play. Um, and then also again, you know, just keep keeping it novel. Like for example, like if you're running like a weird community, getting your whole community around one Stratton scheme set for the week, right? So everyone can get excited to play or, you know, if you're playing infinity, you could be like, Oh, we're doing biotech for this week. If that's still a mission, I don't even remember. Um, it but is. you know what I mean, right? You know, yeah. It's, it's, it's and, funny that you brought that up because, Jesse and I had picked a scenario that we were going to play and completely missed that in the Discord there was a discussion of, hey, let's all play the same scenario so then we can all talk about it and have had the same experience. And, and Yeah, and I think that's a, re- that's a really good idea, and that's why I'm doing the Infinity War thing. Right. Um, and it's, it's hard because that, that's hard in Crisis Protocol because part of list building is like bringing the six missions that you want to bring. So you can't be like, hey, everybody bring these six missions so we all have yep. a similar experience, right? right. But Infinity or they may War have not lets us. characters, so they may be exactly. out. They may not have those cards. Exactly. But the Infinity War kit allows us to, to sync up that way. And we're all playing the same thing. And the other th- cool thing about Infinity War is that each week your roster gets stronger because there are specific objectives and then stickers that you put on your roster sheet uh, for each week. And they give you additional powers and additional access to the different Infinity Stones week on week. So by the end of the campaign, everybody has a sort of customized uh, warband, if you will, with a roster with additional powers. And then anybody who played in your Infinity War event, so any of the eight people who play in our Infinity War event could always play again later with all of our powers if we wanted to. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And, like and just, you know, and that, and that's like rather than having big tournaments and special events right now, I'm just going to try and do event things. And so one of the other things that I'm doing, and I'll just say this on the show because whatever, is that I'm also painting the my Thanos in the Black Order so that after – we finish the Infinity War event, I can run an ulti- a fully painted ultimate encounter on the sci-fi terrain board with a fully painted Thanos and fully painted Black Order. So people could come in and we could do that uh, as like a special ending for the Infinity War organized play. I want to move to Madison. <laughs> <laughs> Peace out. But I mean, that's what you, that's what you have to do, right? Like if, if you're going to try and run your community, um, that's what you want to do. Yeah, and, and that's it's, it's why it's why I don't run the MCP community anymore. <laughs> I'm not that good. Yeah, like like I, I'm I'm I am thankful for you guys. Like literally, I, I will tell you right now. Trying to run the MCP community when when the game first came out, I was so hyped about it, loved it. I still love it. I mean, if if anybody's on the Discord, you've been seeing how much I've been painting <laughs> MCP models lately. Yeah, a, and, lot, a lot, like a lot. I have been painting a lot. Um. It just was like, I just couldn't do it. Like, my brain is not there. Like, I don't, as much as I love a game, it's just like, I want to play it. I don't want to run it. (laughs) 
So like I, I I'm thankful for people like you and, and Bob and, and you guys being able to run communities and doing that kind of stuff. Like thank you guys because I can't. I tried. I can't. It's a lot of work sometimes. It's kind of like herding cats on occasion too. I mean, you know, you want <laughs> yeah uh, to and, try and get people organized and get them doing things. And you know, honestly, <clears throat> we talked about this a little bit that other episode, but. Part of it's sort of accepting that you can't do it all by yourself. You've got to try and recruit people who are going to be able to help you. Back uh, you up. Locally here, Tower of Games is opening a third location in the next couple of months. And oh, wow. I, you know, I can't, I literally can't cover two locations at this point all myself. So I've got guys that are helping me with that um, weekly. And uh, the third location I've already got two guys who live close to that store who are very excited about it and kind of want to be those points of contact, those guys that I can hopefully count on to be there for a weekly or bi-weekly game night at that location as well. Yeah, that's, that's, awesome. that's fantastic. Like, you're getting a little empire. Well, because, yeah, one of the things I was going to say, it actually dovetails into that, is, like, you have to be really careful not to overextend yourself, too. If you want, you know, as a follow-up episode, you know, we've we've covered some topics and kind of, like, you know, rambled on a little bit. But, like, one of the things you want to do is, like, make sure that you stay within what you can do so that you don't burn yourself out as a community organizer. Like, because coming out of the pandemic, I was hyped, right? I was like, boom, all the games. I want to be playing the other side. I want to be playing A Song of Ice and Fire. I want to be playing Marvel Crisis Protocol. Like, we did a series of episodes about the games we wanted to go out and play. Right. And, like, it turns out all I've played is MCP because that's, you know, it, it, going back out is weird. Uh and you only have so much mental energy that you can devote to this hobby and so many nights per week that you can devote to it. So – you know, not overextending yourself is super important. Yeah, well, and, and, even, and as we even, get the, older with kids and everything else, it just gets exponentially more difficult. Exactly, well, it really does. And this this cycles into a conversation that I've had with with Chris the past couple of days is the fact that you know right now we have limited game time, right? Even if even if you could go out and play each week, like the way our stores are set up. If, if you're dedicating yourself to a game, you're still only going twice a month. Um, so yep. right now, it's hard to learn a game that you're not able to dedicate yourself to as a player. Because if you have a game that takes a little bit to learn and, you know, it's it's a game where you might have the first couple games be frustrating because you're probably going to lose them. Like it's Malifaux or infinity or whatever Mm -hmm, that can mm -hmm. be very frustrating as Mm -hmm. a player to not be able to move through that phase of the game. If you're only getting to play once, maybe twice a month. Yeah. That's a, that's a very big challenge. Yeah. And as part of that conversation, at least for me, like I would rather, you know, play a game or a game system that I know that I'm going to enjoy because I already know it. I already know how to play it. I already own a lot for it. I'm already invested in it. Whereas like for me, infinity, I got into right before the pandemic pandemic. Absolutely love it. Love the game. The, but the issue that I have for it is list building. And the only way to get list building to click in for that game is playing games. Play a lot. Do it a lot. Right. Right. Because, Right, and because like I, since stores stores have been open in our area since late July, like they they opened up right as I came back from from Disney, and then Delta variant became a thing. I've gotten I've gone out to game once since I've been home from my vacation, and that's it. And that was you know when the stores first opened because I felt I me personally I have felt uncomfortable going back since, and like and so it's even now like I. I want to play Infinity, but I'm I would rather play MCP or A Song of Ice and Fire or Star Wars Legion because I know those game systems like the back of my hand. I love those game systems whereas Infinity as much as I love the game and I've invested a lot of money in it, I just I don't know enough about list building yet to and I don't have the time to get the reps in to play it. So I'm just going to go play something I know I'm going to have fun with. Right. Right now is a very good time to play the games that don't have the steep learning curve. If your game playing time is extremely limited. Yeah, you've got to get out there and have fun first thing. 
Yep. Yep. Yeah, because if you're just going to be miserable, you're not going to keep playing the game, and then that's even worse. Mm-hmm. And then that's exactly what would happen. I would get frustrated. I wouldn't be getting the practice in. The next thing you know is that you know there's you know two, three, four hundred dollars worth of pewter sitting in my trash can. Well, you don't have to put it in your trash can. You can send it to me. Well, I was going to say, <laughs> let me let me know when you do that, and I am not above digging through your well, trash. <laughs> It, right now, it's going to sit in my pile of shame until this pandemic is over, and then I'll build it and start going out and playing. Yeah, we'll so see. I mean, so I mean, I, I mean, and that's a good point, right? And it ties into what Kevin was saying is that, well, even it just as a player, you got to make sure that you're not overextending yourself and that you're maximizing the time that you have, because if you just go out and you know, play a game where it has that steeper learning curve and you're just getting your ass handed to you every time. That's no fun. Yeah. Yeah. And that's sort of like, and that goes into like how, why I chose the game I chose, right? Cause I can get two games in, in a night, uh, if I want to. And I'm, it, it's a, it's a smaller number of models for me to paint while I'm still in the grips of this like pandemic dread, right? Like it's where it's hard to motivate. So just knowing, knowing how, how you self motivate is good. And then again, not overextending your own, uh, like what your own motivation for either playing or running a community. Yeah. I, I mean, and I, I, I cause think- like my ambition goes deep. Right. Like, sorry to cut you off, but like, you know, like coming out of this, I was like, I was like, man, I want to get involved. Like I wanted to get involved in the Malifaux community again. I wanted to be doing the other side stuff. But then I also had this like side idea for this thing I wanted to do where I wanted to do a Blood Bowl League with my friends, just like my close gaming buddies and do like a podcast style radio show where I did like a sports center rundown of the games that were played that week to like keep people motivated. And you think like when you're like me and you have all these ideas and you want to do all these things, it's like really easy to just run out of gas very quickly, quickly when you take too many things on. Um, So just like keeping that stuff in check and, and like, it was actually a pretty, severe uh blow for me like figuring out that i wasn't going to be able to get back out easily and play all these games that i want to like you know i painted 2000 points or almost 2000 points of kings of war over the pandemic i've got almost a full two commander list of the other side painted i painted like 17 18 relic blade minis but and i'm not playing any of that because it's just too much to get out and do it yeah i tend to be i'm a little different from you guys i i'm basically game monogamous uh infinity's yeah. the only game i play aside from rpgs with a different group of friends on the weekends um and that has kept me from maybe getting to that burnout point as quickly as i might if I, otherwise if i was trying to do it with um multiple games uh, i do agree i mean it you know back to the game store thing is i will play a game with someone at just about any of the stores that are in the area, but all of my energy on organizing and events, tournaments and so forth is spent with tower of games just because they've been the most supportive uh, of the community. And just because I can't afford to try and divide my attention between more than the two or soon to be three stores that I'm already trying to, to, to work with. Sure. Yeah, it's, it's amazing how, you know, the high hopes of, yes, we're opening, things are going to be good, and we're going to get to do all these crazy things, and then how quickly it became, oh, we still have limited time, we have to curb what we're doing, plus, and I don't know for you guys, but like for me, it's also partially going... I've gotten used to being home. I have to give up this home time, you know, mm-hmm. like. Oh, big time, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Like, like I got used to like us having a night to record and then like a night to sit on the computer and paint with each other. And now it's like, all right, well, if I still want to do that stuff, I've got to figure out how I'm doing that. And now trying to go out and actually do the end product of all this effort of playing a game. So well, it's, I mean, it's like take, a life rebalancing. That, right. Like take that, take that and, and then look at people that are in my situation, you know, single parents, 
Right. You know, now not only am I trying to juggle, do I get to go out? I get to go out again. Now I've got to reshift stuff because I can't go out on X, Y, Z night because I have my kids. Right. And you know, there's a lot of people in my situation. Yep. You know, and, and so it's like, figure that out. And then you've also got to like, I'm a homebody. I like being home. I liked not having to go see people. <laughs> it was enjoyable. Yeah, it reminded me how much I am a homebody. And I'm, I, I very specifically try to not be as much as possible. Uh, because if I didn't have to leave my home, I probably wouldn't. And I, that's, yep. <laughs> that's, that's just bad. Um, so I, I try to forcibly keep myself doing stuff. Um, you know, so, and, and so, right. Like that's the challenge though, is, is breaking that, those new habits. And, and I think that's where, like with the last episode where we talked about this, I think you're going to see some gamer attrition of people who are like, you know what? I decided I like being home more than going out and playing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's why I want to buy a house and build a gaming area and you, you guys can come to me. That's fine. As long as I get to play. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it's, it's, it's kind of interesting to see that, that, that great expectation um, bump into the wall of reality. And that was, and that yeah. was one of the main reasons why I wanted to have this follow up was to see, you know, how, how much of the excitement of, of things opening and getting to go back out and play, how it compared to the reality of it. And I think this discussion has really given us that, that perspective that, yeah, everybody's stoked about it, but it's a lot harder than we were hoping, I guess it was going to be, or we're taking things into consideration didn't take things into consideration like right like we looked at it like there still weren't people dying in the hospital of of covid right so you know that that kind of changes the dynamics of it all right and and how often you can get out and if you want to get out because this creates social anxiety for people and and whatnot and you know you can say don't live in fear, but I, I feel like with a virus, that's different than like jumping off of a table with your bike. Right. Like, right. Like it's just right. a different type of not living in fear. Um, so I think, I think that reality of it is, has been very interesting to see um, compared to what our hopes for it were two months ago. I would agree with that. Yeah, I think the I think the excitement is there. I think it's still happening right now. I think it will normalize over the next several months. Um, and so I think I'm hoping that we will, in my area, eventually kind of normalize to more of a 10 to 14 people a month for the, the regular monthly tournament rather than 8 to 10. But it's all just a matter of kind of seeing how things play out and trying to keep a little bit of that momentum going right. for the extended period of time. And I yeah, think and that, now I think I know actually more better ways to do things with the community. And I've got more resources from these, these, these guys that are helping me uh, by being at the stores, getting in games on a regular basis. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that's just it, right? Like we, for infinity we had the first because infinity was given one sunday a month it's like the third or fourth sunday i forget which one it is i think the fourth and so they had the one in july and it went well and they're having their second one of those but then we also just had this impromptu game on wednesday and everybody wanted to do it again next week so who knows what that what that's gonna look like right like is that gonna go for a while um you know, and then in October, we're going to have our first local event um, at one of the stores, which I just signed up for today. So I'm, I'm super excited just to be able to see, you know, what happens and, and how many people end up coming. And, and if anybody comes from out of town or, you know, like from Hampton, Virginia or whatever, and, and, and see what see what happens it's it's just going to be really fascinating through the fall to see what happens um and i really think we should make a point of checking in again in like another two months 
and kind of test the waters and, and see what's changed or what hasn't changed. Yeah. And my, my impression, I, I don't, you know, I don't, and I don't know the situation. I don't know the stores or anything else like that. I think the, the store that's giving you one Sunday a month for kind of like your, your game night or whatever, I think is kind of shortchanging you. Uh, in a lot oh, of ways. Absolutely. Um, I, absolutely. From everything I've seen from what Nathan's been doing, from what you guys have managed to put together just a day ago for getting people out for basically just pickup games for something yep. more organized, that to me speaks to a community that needs, you know, every other week or potentially even weekly. Um, and I mean, the, 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 the challenge with it, and, and this is where I get it, is that it's not a game that they are already stocking and the games that got two nights a month are games that were already stocked. Sure. So I think that had more to do with it. And, you know, I, I get it. Like I can't fault a a store for saying, well, we're going to support what we have in stock and all of that stuff. So, I mean, I, I get it. It sucks, you know, but with things being kind of limited on space, I, you understand it yeah by the same token um when i there's a game store in this area atlantis um that has a cup it's very similar in a lot of ways to tower it has two locations separated by the water and everything when i first picked up infinity i started out playing at atlantis because that's where the blood bowl league that i was playing in at the time also met for their games um and Atlantis doesn't carry, didn't carry at that time, still doesn't carry any Infinity product. And we talked to the owner of the store, the managers of the store, about getting some of it. And they were against it. I think it's been talked about in other venues and so forth about having too many SKUs and being just a right. big game to buy into. Which, totally get it. But the end result of that was the community ended up going to the store that did carry the product and did support the community that was growing at the time with monthly tournaments and with weekly game nights and everything. And to me, maybe the other store is invested more in other communities. Like I think they run, they have a pretty large selection of flames of war and stuff like that. And maybe that's their replacement for infinity. But to my mind, it's just kind of an opportunity lost. Right. And that's and that's the interesting thing. The store that we had our impromptu pickup game night never carried Infinity until Code One because you know, there was rumbling interest that an Infinity group was getting together and was looking for a place. So they started carrying Code One stuff and it's it's sold. Like the only things that haven't moved are things where like I went in and asked for a specific combined army thing and then they bought you know more right right so right like, just the same thing with my military order like i went in put an order in for it but they through their distributor they couldn't get the the free uh padre model so you know i canceled my order well someone screwed up didn't put the cancel in so they got an extra military orders pack that's still sitting there but i think it'll get bought well they um, sold that eventually. nine montessa yesterday so they did yeah it was like they sold the nine montessa that i ordered uh, finally, so like I'm, I'm glad it's off the shelf. But yep. yeah, it's it's the same kind of thing. It's like, you know, the only thing that are there are there on accident because or, or where they may have bought one too many. Like you know the the tags that came out for Code One. You know the Eugene one is I think I think the Eugene one and the combined one are still on the shelf because I bought. No, the, the the only the only one there is the Eugene one. So is the Eugene? I think he bought. Was like I know I bought the cutter. Yeah, he stocked like two or three of each of them, and the only there's only one Eugene left, and there's no there's no Operation Caldstrom left, um, and he had all of that in. So the stuff that he brought in, he has sold, and the smart thing they did was not necessarily restocking, you know, on some of that Correct. stuff, but still having some of the newer stuff so people could impulse buy. And know that they can get the stuff. Like order it this week; it'll be in next week. Yeah, it's yep, right. it's got to be a real challenge for the game stores and knowing what that balance is between having enough stuff on the shelf that it's going to draw people's attention and they can find the things that they want, and not having a whole bunch of stuff sitting around that just is there for six months or a year, just taking up yep. space. 
Yeah, I, I think that's the biggest challenge of it because I, you know, it, it seems like stores either don't have enough or they're like, I can't understand why we're sitting on 60 boxes of stormtroopers for Legion. Right. But yeah, so yeah, but and especially right now, it's it's definitely a big challenge for for them to to keep in the right amount of stuff. Um, so I don't I don't envy them for doing that. And I think right now with what that what that store is doing with Infinity is cautious. Yes, but it's actually less cautious than I've seen them be with other stuff. Like, I feel like they're doing it right where they're not just kind of picking stuff up. It's kind of like, oh, OK, this is a newer release. Let's get one or two. Not 12. You know. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like, like, yeah. Let's get the two. So, right. So, like yesterday, the Night Montessa sold, and I bought a Cyber Ghost for O twelve. You know, so stuff was moving, and and I was talking to one of the other guys who drives an hour and a half to come play with us whenever we have a, some type of game night, and he was like, "Man, I wish I had more stuff." I said, "Oh, you you tell them what you want. It'll be here the next time you come up." And he was like, "I got to go tell them that I want everything Ariadne." <laughs> you know, so it's like it's like you know. Like that type of stuff is going to help the store see that, yeah, we want to be in there. We want to play. And even if you just have just enough to represent it, but be really good about getting us stuff quickly when we need it on special order, we'll be back. We'll play. Yeah, the new army boxes and the new code one boxes are, I think, really good for the stores because of the way that they help a person buy into an army in a sort of a structured way. Yeah, exactly, exactly, and 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 I think right now that's kind of the the place to be is having some way, an easy way for somebody to get into the game, and then you know the newer product on hand, and don't necessarily buy for more when they sell. Just get the next yeah, new I mean, product. I mean, I, I mean, I think that's a smart way for any company to do it. You know, with, like with what Foe's about to start doing with the two player battle box for the other side. Um, you know, and, and War Machine's old, you know, Warcaster, you know, starter sets and stuff like that. Like, that's always been a very, you know, keep it small, keep it light, you know, easy to digest for these newer players. And it's, it's a great way for them to do it. Right. And to have one or two of those on the shelf isn't, like, ridiculous. Right. From a, No, it's not because, like, they're smaller boxes. I mean, these are tiny boxes that... I think the I think the biggest box at at the at the store now I think is the the military order action box which really still isn't even that big of a box you know you're talking about maybe what four by eight you know it's, yeah, it's not exactly. a big it's box a good size yeah yeah I wasn't even thinking physical size but yeah you're right I mean and it it's it's like that right because I'm looking at it from like a shelf space yeah a shelf space standpoint from looking at it from owning a store like that's where I'm looking at it the other thing too with the box. Like, you don't need all those little peg holders for blisters. So it's, like, you know, more efficient that way, too. So instead of having all those peg holders, you have a couple boxes. And, you know, if a new blister comes out, you put it next to the boxes. So, yeah. I, I So it's, it, it's kind of interesting how all of that is coming together in this very weird time of the hopefulness and, and, and reality. But I think... I think we've accomplished what we wanted to accomplish with this conversation with a few tangents. <laughs> um, yep, I think so. But I, but I think that were good tangents because Chops didn't redirect us very much tonight. So it, so it must have been a, a decent chat. Um, <laughs> it was fine. Yep. Okay, good. It's chop, The Chops approved. I'll get the stamp. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's jump into any final thoughts that we may have. Um, let's, let's start with our special guest, Bob, what, uh, final thoughts might you have on our topic at hand? For the main thing, whatever community it is that you want to get rolling, now's the time. Uh, you know, I know that Delta's kind of out there and everybody's worried about things shutting down again, but it seems like right now is the time to kind of strike while the iron's hot. So if you're trying to build up a community and, uh, you want to, get things rolling just get stuck in start doing it good good that's uh, i i fully agree with that potter how about you final thought no yeah i mean i i'm hoping to get out there i'm hoping things get better um you know vaccinate wear a mask spay and neuter your pets put on your big boy pants not your kids 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, all right. Chops, how about you? Final thought. Uh, yeah, just, you know, the same thing I've already said like seven times this episode, but adding on to what Bob said is that, you know, start that community, but don't overextend yourself. Do what's comfortable. Do what yeah. you feel, right? Yeah, exactly. Just like painting, do what you feel. Yeah, I like that. Try to find a happy uh, cloud. My, my, my uh, and my final thought is: don't overextend yourself, but appreciate the chance to roll dice again. Or if you play Malifaux, flip cards, because it it does feel nice when you get out there and do it. For sure. Um, so thank you for listening to another episode of Three Men in a War Game. Um, we have a Patreon. We have an amazing Discord that you definitely want to come be a part of. That just gets more amazing, even though it's growing. I don't. I don't know how that works because that seems like not how the internet works. Um, usually, as things grow, it gets worse. But we just somehow the right people keep showing up, and it just gets better. Um, so come join us on the Discord. Link will be in the description. Um, and thanks to Static as a City for uh, all of the music and thanks to our patrons for lots of support and sticking with us even when i have shit going on and can't record um so i it's greatly appreciated um so thank you thank you thank you bye